Welcome to the Overnight Website Podcast, where we discuss and demystify websites from the stuff you see, like design and content, to the stuff you don't, like accessibility and security. We talk about everything you need to know to keep your website running smoothly and make it work for you. Today, we are talking about how to know when it's time to redo your website. And it's actually a really tricky topic because most people don't even think to ask themselves if they should redo it, let alone knowing when it's time. And it may seem like the biggest hurdle when it comes to a good website is figuring out how to get one in the first place, but that's not the biggest. A website that's been built and just completely forgotten about is actually the hugest hurdle. It's so easy for an existing website that you put your time and effort into to just become out of sight, out of mind. It's off your list. You never have to think about it again, right? And it's never quite as obvious as when it's time to send your potential client there and then you panic because when does the last time you looked at it and is the service that you're telling them about even on your website because it's new and you forgot to put it on the website and they're going to be looking. And so the most dubious website hurdle is actually knowing when it's time to redo the website. And sometimes it means starting from scratch and just, you know, using it as a starting point, but just starting over. And sometimes it's a little bit easier because all you have to do is update some content and give a little bit of a design refresh. But either way, it's annoying and it's daunting to think about. But fortunately, I have, you know, a few guidelines that you can use to decide if this is something that you need to redo. Um, so, where to start? The number one thing that you need to do in order to stay in business is leads. Yes. <laughs> one way to know if your website needs work is to figure out if you're getting enough traffic and if that is converting into leads. The exact metrics that you track over time is going to evolve because, you know, Google Analytics and all of the other analytics and Facebook and everybody else are going to change what the data that they're giving you and the way that they're presenting it to you and, you know, the technical terms are all going to change, but generally you're going to be looking at, you know, the user behavior. What are people doing when they come to the site and are they doing what you want them to? So first of all, if you don't have a tracking code on your website, pause this podcast right now, go on your website and add those tracking codes. The more data that you have, the better, even if you're thinking about redoing your website right now and you're going to throw it all away, you could still use that same tracking code. So go on right now, put that tracking code on your website. So for instance, Google Analytics, like we were just talking about, bounce rate used to be one of the most popular ways to track how well a website was performing, but the ideal range for that metric was always so different depending on the type of website, the specific page that they're on, um, you know, what they're doing. Should they, if they're staying on the site, does that mean they can't find what they're looking for or is bouncing from one page to another? Does that indicate that they're finding exactly what they need and going to another page or are they bouncing off because they found your phone number? So it was a little hard to use bounce rate. And so they've actually evolved into um, overall user behavior. Um, right now it's in the Google Analytics 4 system. So, you know, give it a week and that specific thing is going to be, you know, out of date on its own. We're going to be on Google Analytics 47. But in general, um, you know, as they start to evolve, 
you will also have to keep an eye on that tracking code. So, you know, October 2020, Google Analytics changed things over to Google Analytics 4, GA4. Um, so, you know, we gave it a little bit of time. It's been over a year. It's, you know, so let's get that new code on your website. You can actually add both. And it'll sort of track both of them for you as they continue to transition. So it's a little bit easier and they'll continue to make it easier to analyze user behavior and figure out what types of changes need to be made. So this is the hugest thing that you should do right now is add that tracking code. That's going to be a really big indicator. Um, and it's not to say that if you don't have that data, you can't make the decision to redo your website now. Um, it's just going to continue over time to make little decisions and big decisions a little bit easier to, to make. So after you've added your tracking code, your biggest step is going to decide what your goals are for your website. Just like you set goals for your personal health, your goals for your business, your goals for the, the new year, um, deciding the goals for your website and looking into those insights that different tracking things will give you based on that and the questions that you might have about your website's performance will then you know determine what you need to do about redoing your website so if we're figuring out what we need to do and what we need to know to redo it um, we're going to be looking at the website as a whole and make sure that the pages that you have on there increase engagement and keep people on the website and then lead to conversions. Um, so whatever those conversions look like to you, whether it's filling out a um, email newsletter subscription form or whether it's making purchases or setting up a call with you, um, all of these things can be done by either embedding a form or um, you know, adding contact information or using an external service, whatever all of that looks like to you, that conversion is gonna be the ultimate one, but that's not to say that all of the stuff people do before they do that, um, all of that is going to contribute. You know, it takes a certain amount of touches and a certain amount of, you know, time seeing your face and seeing your website and seeing you around for people to actually convert. So the first time somebody comes to your website, they might not fill out that newsletter subscription form, but if they've gone to your homepage and then maybe they've gone to a couple of blog posts, by the time that they've done that over the next months, a year, years, that's then going to lead to conversion. So having that analytics and being able to track those things that people do is going to help you not only get them to do what you want them to do, but make sure that you're serving them in the way that they're looking to be served. So if people are coming to you looking for things and they're not finding it, then you're not serving your audience either. So the most common signs of needing improvement, there are so many ways to tell whether you you know need to redo your website, whether things are working or not. So I'm, I kind of boiled it down to, to the top three things that um, you can look at in order to to make the the decisions. And if any of these things are are you know bad or wrong or causing an issue, then these are absolute definite signs that you need to redo it. Some of the other things, you know, maybe it's you know tweaking some things or doing a b tests or you know sometimes it's a little bit of 
you know, maybe you need to do some trial and error, or maybe you're on, you know, you could or you couldn't. Some of these things, when it comes time to deciding to redo your website, it may not be as clear. These are the th top three things that will make it abundantly clear if you need to redo your website. So the first one is bad usability. And it's kind of a, a little bit of an industry term. So basically what it means is that your website is hard to navigate and use. Um, can somebody on a mobile device, on a phone, on an iPad, see your main links and click on them or tap them and get to where they want to go? I've seen so many websites where there's no mobile menu at all. There's no way to get to other pages because the navigation just forgot that it needed to get smaller or, you know, it gets cut off or it's not big enough to tap. Can somebody change the direction of their device? Can they go from landscape to, to, um, horizontal and back and vertical? Can they move their device around and stuff just disappears? Um, so depending on your analytics, the issues could be on desktop or mobile or both. And if you don't have those analytics yet, or you're not totally clear, just use the site yourself and you'll be able to see that, have other people use it. Um, so, uh, because a lot of times if it's your website, you're using it all the time, you know how to use it. So if you have your mom or your dad or your cousins or your best friend or the person on the street or a person at a coffee shop, if you can get whoever you can get to use your website, if they don't know what to do and they're kind of looking around and they're not sure what's what and they're trying to tap on stuff and, you know, if a site's hard to use on mobile, that's a huge issue because that is where people are going to need to know exactly what to do. They don't have that real estate of a desktop and some distractions and, you know, some sticky notes on their desktop and, you know, they can make it bigger or smaller depending on what they, they don't have all of those options on a phone. So everything needs to be focused and that's the easiest way to tell because if they can get somewhere on mobile, then you can start to replicate some of those things on desktop. And, um, so that's the most important thing. Is it, easy to use. Can they tap on things? Can they find what they need to find? Um, usability can also mean that your homepage, for instance, has way too much going on. Having a busy or confusing homepage is a hugely common problem. People get overwhelmed so quickly and our attention spans are shorter than ever. And, you know, they need to know who you are, what, you're, what the problem is that you're going to help so solve for them within seconds of arriving on your website. And so if you have a huge hero area with just your face and like, thanks for coming to my website, that gives them nothing. So they're going to have to scroll. They're going to have to click. They're going to have to read to figure out what you're doing for them when you can just tell them exactly what you do and what they need to know and where to go. So drill down those calls to action, that one major thing that someone should do when they get to your website and keep everything else simple. Decide what you want them to do when they get to the website and make sure it's clear and concise. Um, you know, asking people to do too many things at once is a great way to lose them. If you're giving them, um, you know, here's the top blog posts and some top categories and here's a product you might like. And also don't forget we have an about us. You, there's also some other things you want. You're like, I can't, that's too many things. I can't even think right now. Maybe I'll do this later. So maybe they'll bookmark it. That could be, 
you know, as the only positive outcome out of that is they're thinking about coming back. But how often do you bookmark a site and then actually have two seconds to go back to it? You don't, you don't think about it. Um, so getting people to do what you want them to do without losing them is huge. So some of the things that's, that's a little bit of a harder thing to measure. Um, you have to get people to use it. You have to analyze some data. You have to, you know, I mean, if you can, sometimes it's, it's a little bit harder, but you know, if you have that skill to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and use the site as someone else, that's helpful. So it may, you know, if you visit your site as if you're somebody else and you're like, okay, you know, I'm sharing it with this person and they're coming to the site, you know, that might be a way to, to be able to, to tell usability as well. Um, but some other things that are a little bit easier to identify would be like out of date content or broken links. These are, um, this is like the second most annoying thing about a website is, you know, somebody tells you one thing and then you go to the site to like learn more about it. And it's a completely different thing. And you're like, but I thought you said you did this or, you know, why do you have these seven services that have nothing to do with each other? Or, um, you know, you have an outdated, you know, post on your blog that you just told me that it's no longer like this and you still have a post that's like this, or it's an old email address or phone number that they tried and it doesn't work, or they filled out a form four months ago and you had no idea. Um, so you're going to review all of these things, review the content to make sure that you're giving things to people that they actually are looking for. And that is actually helpful. Um, and if you, while you're doing that, you notice your branding's out of date. This is a good opportunity to review and update that as well. Um, you know, high bounce rates can be a result of pages no longer existing. So if you've got missing pages or dead links or 404 errors, you're going to at least need to review those missing links and replace them or set up redirects so that people will go to where they need to go and then resubmit to the search engines. Um, and then that 404 page should have something on it that gives people an opportunity to do something. It shouldn't just be like, oops, page isn't here. Try again. Give them something to do, at least. What if they typed in a URL wrong and then it's like a 404? It's at least a good opportunity to give them something to do. Um, so this is an opportunity to come up with a thorough content strategy and then use this to see how much of your website needs to change. So come up with your current you know, brand statement, come up with your current services, come up with like all of the stuff that you're going to do for, you know, through your content and then see how well that aligns with what's currently on your website. And then depending on how different that is and how different your branding is from your existing website and structure and design, that'll determine the size of the website redo. Um, sometimes it's just replacing a logo and everything else is the same but you're still going to need to review where that logo is, make sure you do it in all the right spots, you know, make sure it sizes correctly and all that stuff. So, you know, out of date content, broken links, things looking weird, you know, that's a big thing too. And as, as a web developer and, you know, somebody who visits websites all of the time, one of my personal pet peeves is the third thing that is technical problems on a website. And sometimes they're quick fixes. And, you know, sometimes they're quick fixes for people who aren't web developers. It's quick fixes for me may not be quick fixes for everyone else, but sometimes they're a sign of a bigger problem. And you should be visiting and evaluating your website on a regular basis to make sure it's performing well and serving your website visitors. If you haven't visited your website and 
you then you'll ne- you'll never know if there's an error or not. And that's one of the first indicators that it really is time to redo your website. If you go there and there's like, if you've ever gone to a website and that giant red screen comes up that says, this website is insecure. Are you sure you want to continue? That's that HTTPS thing. That's a huge issue because now somebody has to not only take an extra step to visit your website, that's more clicks, more seconds, more time lost between your, you know, person wanting to visit your website and actually getting to the website but when they fl- when browsers flag those websites as not safe and secure a user has to explicitly enter and sometimes that's enough to just make someone click out they might not know why the site is insecure and so they don't know that it's just like an image that you forgot to type an s for they don't know that. So they might think that your website's been hacked, even though it hasn't. It's just insecure, but they don't, might not know the difference. And so that's a huge problem. And if you know, you're know you using WordPress and it has old plugins that won't update or things are showing error messages or things that make it look like a scam or you know that something's broken or it's not trustworthy, if things aren't actively maintained, you're going to have to start asking yourself that big question about a full web- website rebuild because it's some, sometimes it's just a matter of replacing a plugin. You can try that. That might work. You never know. But if things are starting to break one after another, after another, after another, sometimes you're sort of trying to stop dominoes that have already been falling and you're just chasing after them or you're trying to juggle like glass and you know it's you've never juggled before in your life and it's just going to continue to fall and you're just going to continue to drop things and it's just going to be a hot mess um so the technical problems can sometimes be easy to fix but sometimes it's more trouble than it's worth especially if you've never visited your site to update it or make like if it's been years it depends on how your website was built. A lot of sites that I built are still out there and, you know, it's great. They've never had to come back to it. They've never had to update it. They've never had to do anything and it still works. Still looks great. Wonderful. But there are some sites that, you know, it depends on what they needed at the time. If they've got more complex stuff going on or, you know, they, I gave some advice and they chose to, you know, go with something different and, you know, I go back and check on them to see how it's faring and it's not faring very well. And so, you know, it's, this is one of the things that is, is the hardest to, to, to fix if you are just a, you know, business owner with a website. Um, so that's one of the biggest indicators of having to do the full website rebuild. It really, you're going to have to, if you don't know how to fix it yourself, you are going to have to at least get you know, somebody to look at it and see if it does need to be redone. You are going to have to start that process of having someone else look at it. It's not just a matter of like replacing the email address with your correct email address. It's a little bit more involved. Um, and it's the one that affects the users the most. So if somebody can't see the website, if some, if, you know, your images don't load and they don't have alt tags and, you know, you've got a map that has to load and, you know, a slideshow that you're using and all this stuff and somebody's looking at your site and it's still loading, they're not going to stay. If it's a site that, you know, has a screen and they're looking at it on mobile and it's super tiny because it's not mobile optimized, they're not going to 
look at it. They might try to zoom in, but it's going to give them government website flashbacks. And they're going to be like, I cannot spend my time trying to figure this out. And they, you know, they'll just leave and go somewhere else. Um, so to redo, to not redo, you know, that's the question that you have to answer for yourself. And it's something that if you just can't even deal and you have so many things that are changed and so many things that are different and you've gone through these three things and you're already going, oh my God, all of these things I have to fix. Might be time for a redo. Um, but so some indicators that you can start to you know, evaluate that might make your decision a little bit easier, some questions you can answer. So how much did the site cost to begin with? How long has it been unattended? How much needs to be done with it? How much time and headache is it causing you every day that it's not done? So those are some questions that you can ask yourself. And depending on those answers, that might give you a little bit more of an indication that you will have to redo the site completely or that you should. Um, so if you put in you know, $25,000 into a website, that might be a little bit more of a reason not to totally redo a site, but to find somebody who might be able to fix some things. If your site costs like thousand bucks or it cost you, you know, your time and you just sort of threw it together three years ago for, you know, a couple hours, then maybe, you know, maybe it's time to redo it and you could be in a completely different place in your business too. Um, you know, how long has it been unattended? If it's been years and years and years, that's, that's a pretty good reason to redo the site. A good site, you know, shouldn't necessarily have to be redone after that amount of time, but sometimes things change. And so maybe it's a good opportunity to, to change your site with it. Um, you know, how much needs to be done to it? How much time and headache is it causing you every day? It's not done. How many times are you sending somebody to the site and you're like, ah, crap, how much of that is happening? How many times do you have somebody, you know, reaching out to you? How many times, you know, if you have an event thing on your website that like how many times are you going in there and it's not working and every time you add it it's broken and you have to redo it or you have to clear stuff or it's not like how much time is that costing you every time you set up an event for people and how many times you know maybe you're selling tickets for it and like people are emailing you all the time oh this isn't working for me this isn't working for me this isn't working for me that's a reputation thing as well as a time and headache thing so you know, it really depends on your own situation, but some of the stuff, if you really, you know, think seriously about it, it, it might become a little bit clearer instead of, you know, <laughs> just saying, no, it's fine because you don't feel like dealing with it. Well, you know, maybe it's time to really face the facts. Um, you know, many website issues can be addressed without having to start over. If you talk to the right person, they might be able to give you some, some things you can do, but other times, other times it's, it's a sign to leave these headaches behind and to start fresh. Um, you know, almost any website can be back, brought back from the edge with a good developer, but you, you have to decide if it's worth it, especially if it's going to cost you just as much or more to, to, to fix it as it will to redo it. Um, so if you're hesitant to give out your web address because it embarrasses you or you're not sure if it's going to go down or if it's even going to be working, if all these little things seem to be piling up and the website avoidance is officially giving you anxiety, it's probably a sign to start from scratch. Maybe get a couple of opinions. Talk to a few different people who, you know, have different perspectives. Talk to a content person. Talk to a designer. Talk to a developer. Talk to a couple of developers. Um, you know, really try to suss out, unless you unless you know, 
don't make this harder than it has to be. If you, you know, if you want to trust your gut and you know, and you think it's time to redo it, just redo it, go all in and, um, you know, really put, put that investment into your business and that website, you know, if you pay enough attention to it, it's, it's really going to serve you well. And it's, it's, it's going to be an investment that will, will return itself, you know, tenfold. If you've been feeling lost on how to create that dream website, that amazing website that you just love and love sending people to, pick up a free copy of the Ultimate Website Checklist at overnightwebsite.com slash checklist. It's going to walk you through the process of building your website so that it does what you want it to and guide you through some of those gotchas and highlighting the most important things you need to know and do. Overnight Website is a quick and easy way to get a hassle-free website built while you sleep. You have better things to do than plan, design, build, and launch a website. So give your audience exactly what they need when they need it with a targeted website. Whether it's putting up a new website or replacing that embarrassing one you already have, just get it done. You can learn more at overnightwebsite.com.